Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, how are you? What's up, brother man? What's up, man? I appreciate you having me on the call. Yeah, thanks for the uh, thanks for coming on there. Let me uh, plug in the headphones real quick. All right, you hear me good there, Carlos? Yep. Can you hear me all right? Oh, cool. Yep, I got you. All right, so as a recorded line, we chat a minute, and then we'll get into the podcast. What are a couple things that you want to want to talk about? Obviously, you're a copywriter, and uh, I like the uh, actually. I got to call Chris Widener after this, but uh, I like uh, oh, I like nice. these mansion masterminds you're doing. Or yeah, yeah, that's how I met you. Uh, he recommended I get in touch with you. So that's how we connected. But uh, I like those mansion mastermind that whole thing you're doing. Chris is telling me about that. That's pretty cool. Anything else you want to hit Wait. on? Uh, no, you know, I, I, I'm not sure what your audience would like, but the, the, the best things I usually speak about are copywriting, how you can use it in your industry. Maybe that's for Facebook ads or emails or things like that. And um, the mastermind stuff, yeah, I'd definitely be cool to, to talk about that as well. Cool. Yeah, most of the audience is doctors. We're actually like the number one podcast for chiropractic right now. Um, but nice. yeah, so a lot of the chiropractors, doctors, massage, you know, all that kind of people, you know, how that we roll. So that just so you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I used to do a lot of okay. stuff for uh, acupuncture, so that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, do you? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that then. Yeah, I got yeah, the, we definitely have some acupuncture to be listening in. All right, you ready, Carlos? You should try to keep like 25 minutes. Depends on how it goes, but we don't keep them too long. People yeah, get a short works. attention span. Yeah. How do I say your last name properly? Yeah. How do I Red say your last name properly? There's a K. Red, Red Lick. Lick. Okay. Oh, that's pretty yeah. easy. Okay, you ready, Carlos? Ready to roll. Okay. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. We have a very special guest today. We have Carlos Redlick on the phone today on the line for our podcast. Carlos and I are mutual friend and Chris Widener, host of the uh, How to Be a Real Man podcast. And Carlos is one of the top copywriters around. So he's here to talk to you guys a little bit today about copywriting, writing ads, Facebook ads, also to drive more patients and more clients into your clinic. So Carlos, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's an honor. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So why don't you give us a little background story, how you became a well-respected copywriter, how you got into direct marketing, and uh, kind of give us your background story. Yeah, definitely. So it's kind of funny. I actually, uh, I'm 32 now. When I was about 12 years old, I started in uh, martial arts, and uh, I did that for a long time. And then when I, when I hit about 20, 21 years old, my martial art instructor asked me to help out at the school, and I promise this will come full circle into copywriting, but he, uh, he asked me to help him out at the school. He was like, well, you're good at the punching and the kicking and all that stuff. You know, maybe you can help teach. Well, the thing is, to teach, you kind of have to know how to communicate. I didn't get that part. I was almost like a knuckle dragger. I could punch and kick, but I couldn't talk, right? <laughs> so, uh, he, uh, so one of the big things that he kind of showed me, he was like, well, you're not the best at this whole talking stuff, and we really need you to be a better communicator, so why don't, we, uh, why don't I show you a little bit of this copywriting stuff? And for the folks who don't know what copywriting is, the way he had taught it to me was copywriting is essentially salesmanship and print. And so what you would say in person in a face-to-face -face interaction to sell somebody on a free trial for a martial arts school or maybe come in for an appointment for some 
some sort of cleaning, those are the same words that you would put into a Facebook ad or some sort of web page or, or whatever it might be. So my introduction through copy or into copywriting really came from the martial art world and I almost used it more as a, a tool for self-development and it kind of just turned into something a little bit bigger. <laughs> Wow, very cool. Yeah, I always like to get people's background stories, so it's interesting how they get into the industry. So then working in the martial arts school, kind of walk us through the next few years of your career until we are here today. Yeah, so when so uh, kind of cutting a little bit, but at around 25 years old, I, I partnered up with a good friend of mine, Vit, and we opened up a martial arts school in Jacksonville, Florida. Now, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, and Jacksonville is about – 300, 400 miles north, so it was, a, it was a good distance away. The last thing I wanted to do was compete with my old martial arts instructor who showed me the world, really, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we moved to uh, another city, started a school there, and that's when I really kind of was like, all right, this copywriting stuff is important because we're paying $10,000 a month in rent just to have our school open. We need to get some bodies in here. We need people to pay us a few hundred bucks to, to be a member, right? So that's when I started really realizing well, all this stuff that I was writing for Dwight in his school, well, that stuff was essentially, you know, little websites and emails and flyers and stuff like that to try and get people into the school. And so I started doing what I did for Dwight for myself and, uh, and my buddy Vit. And so once that, we, we grew that school to a couple hundred people, and eventually I started writing, and it, it almost happened accidentally. I had a friend of mine pay, like, two or three hundred bucks to help me or to help him write a, a quick little sales page for his website right and and it, it blew me away because it took me you know maybe a few hours it was a very simple sales page nothing complex it, it, it took me just a few hours and I had made a few hundred bucks and I was like man people pay for this stuff and, and I'm doing <laughs> almost no work you know I'm like these guys are paying me a, and I didn't realize how cheap I was. I mean, to put into comparison, into comparison, I charged anywhere between $9,500 and $12,500, depending on the type of sales page that's needed. And that's actually relatively common. So when I was charging two or $300, it was a steal of a deal for a buddy of mine. And it was a great <laughs> eye-opener for me to be like, man, I could literally just turn in a Word document or a Google document, and they're happy because it's going to make them money. It's kind of a, a piece of the whole puzzle. It's not the whole puzzle, but it's a piece of it, and it's a very you know, expensive piece. So I, I essentially took that and, and uh, really kept going over the last three years and essentially just built my client base up. And what I realized was, Man, you know, I'm doing – and it actually came from a buddy of mine, Jeff Hall. He told me in a, in a conversation once, he was like, you know, I'm hiring you to write all this copy for me, and you're doing well. Why aren't you just doing it for yourself, man? You can just throw up a quick website, <laughs> and half the battle is, is the copy. The other half is getting traffic, you know? So you've already got half the battle, you know, won. So that's when I started uh, a page called I Love Jeet Kune Do, and we're essentially one of the biggest – uh, Jeet Kune Do, and if you don't know what Jeet Kune Do is, it's, it's essentially Bruce Lee's martial art if we had a canon in some way. So it, they're all Bruce Lee fans. We've got one of the biggest uh, pages online specifically for Bruce Lee's Jeet Kune Do. It's called I Love Jeet Kune Do on Facebook. We've got maybe 80-something thousand people who follow that page. We've got thousands of people on our email list, on our chatbot list. And then I started a little $69 a month membership with my old martial art instructor. It's funny how it comes you know, full circle, right? So I partnered up with him, and uh, we created an online membership for 69 bucks a month, and uh, it's essentially a bunch of digital videos and podcasts all revolving around Jeet Kune Do. And within the first couple of days, I mean, literally, because we had, we had already built up a big audience, but 
within the first maybe two or three days, we had a hundred some people sign up for the membership, and I was like, all right, this is it. It's life changing. I'm doing this for myself, and and if people want me to do it for them, they're gonna have to pay me a lot of money because now I see why people kept telling me, dude, why don't you do it for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a tough skill to have on, and not too many people are good copywriters. It's kind of funny. I actually just had a really cool guest, Bon Halbert, was on the other day. Uh, Gary Halbert's son. Oh, I haven't aired awesome. it yet, but yeah, Bon's oh, I love cool. Bon, talking dude. about talking about his dad. But it's so funny. These you know people think these old school techniques are, you know, it's old fashioned direct marketing and Gary Halbert and all this stuff. But it stuff is more powerful and, and more important than ever. So some people say, oh, direct mail is dead, and they don't want to study, you know, Ogilvy and Halbert and these guys. And this stuff is more important than ever. Don't you agree? Oh, 100%. It's actually a pet peeve of mine when new copywriters kind of get into the game. And I'm still a new copywriter in comparison to the John Carlton's and, you know, the Gary Halberts of the world. And Gary Halbert passed away, obviously. But, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still relatively new. But, you know, who I study, I study the people who were winning when they had to pay 10 or 20 grand just to test an advertisement in a magazine. Because if you had to pay that much money and it had to work, or if your direct mail you know, it, it was like 45 cents or a dollar to mail a direct mail piece, and you're mailing hundreds of thousands of these. That's a, that's a six-figure investment. So the copywriters who were able to kind of, quote, unquote, make it work back in those days, I mean, gee, they're the ones who you want to study because the same principles apply today. In fact, it's almost like direct mail on steroids today. If you have, you know, even half the ability of a copywriter who was able to do well in the direct mail days and you apply that online, I mean, it's ridiculous. The biggest expense back then was getting in front of people was the media buying. And now you can do it for pennies with Facebook or, or Instagram. Yeah, that's a great point, too. And I reread the Boron letters uh, studying for my interview with Bond, and it, it was true. And Gary used to have to take loans out to test his – new advertising because it was, yeah, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars out late to see if something would work before you know. And, yeah, now you for a couple yeah. of bucks, you can throw a Facebook ad or split test so easily. A lot of ways that right, right. I think now the, the problem is there's so many more voices out there. You know, it's easier to get the traffic, but there's a lot more noise out there. So how do we kind of break through all that clutter that's out there now? Well, the good thing is, just like you're saying, there is a lot of clutter, which it kind of means there's a lot of crapola. There's not that much stuff that's <laughs> going to stick out, right? So, so if you kind of have some some fundamentals, and I can, I'll share uh, uh, some basic fundamentals right now, and we'll go, we'll go really tactical if that's okay. Um, I'd actually like to share. So there's five steps, and, and I actually use this, and it, I didn't make up five steps. It just turned into five steps, and it's a great number. But uh, so I've got about five steps that I follow to start writing a Facebook ad specifically, but you can really use this for almost anything. So the five steps are, are this, right? You ask a yes question. I'll actually run through the five steps, and then I'll, I'll give an example. So the, uh, the five steps are the first one is a yes question, right? Uh, step two is a story to relate. Step three is the big aha moment. Step four is you suggest the possible solution. And then step five is the call to action. So if we were to put that into motion, you could literally – plug and play that for anything, whether you're a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a person selling coffee mugs, it doesn't even matter. Right? Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say I'm selling a coffee because I have a coffee mug right in front of me, so let's just say I'm selling a coffee mug. Right? Um, uh, love coffee? That's a yes question. Right? First, first step is a yes question. If I'm targeting people who love coffee, I need them to say yes. So my first question would be, love coffee? And they say yes. 
Now my next step is a story to relate to them. This is really what hooks the person in. It hooks them into the copy. And so when, I, so when I'm going to have a story to relate to them, I'll say something like, uh, you know, one of the things that I always hate about coffee mugs is that whenever I grabbed it, it would always burn my hand. And, uh, and then after a few, a few hours, the coffee would get really cold and I couldn't drink it, right? Let, let's just say that, and I'm freestyling this, right? So that's the story to relate. Now, step three would be the big aha moment. And this is almost like the introduction to your product, right? So in this case, it would be, uh, but then something crazy happened. I stumbled across this really cool coffee mug and uh, it, it, it keeps my, my coffee warm, and it doesn't burn my hand. It's the best thing invented since sliced bread. Step four would be suggest the solution. So uh, this coffee mug has you know, done wonders for me, and it, it's really amazing. Every, all of my friends seem to love it. Hundreds of people have purchased it, or thousands. Uh, maybe it's something that you would like. And, why that, and the reason why that's important is because it, when you position it as, hey, this has worked for me, it's worked for tons of other people, maybe it'll work for you. The natural thing is, man, I hope it works for me, this thing is amazing, right, if you've done your job right. And then <clears throat> step five is a call to action. So you'd say something like, that. so to see if this coffee mug is a good fit for you, go ahead and click this link and, and check it out, or something like that. And you could literally use that formula for virtually, really for any kind of industry, right, any kind of industry. Have a toothache? Yes. Susie Q, yeah, I mean, I, we could just do this for anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's always, you know, Dan Kennedy's another one of my favorite people. You know, so, you know, everybody always says your business is different, and no, it's not. You know, all these principles always apply, direct marketing is direct marketing, and you have to just find the target market and uh, match your message to the market. That's just really what you got to do, right? Yeah, 100%. And so many copyright, when you were, and the reason I wanted to bring up that little kind of, um, the, that formula, I guess we could call it, is because, if you use things that are proven to work, like that's a formula that's just proven to work. The thing is most people don't use these formulas. They try to make something up or they try to get extra creative. And I'm not a big fan of being creative. Like you can get creative in certain situations, but I'm more of a fan of seeing, hey, this has worked over and over and over again. Let's just not reinvent the wheel. Let's do that. But since the Internet has allowed so many people to get online, the, the, you know, the sucky part is there's so many people, just like what you're saying, it's so cluttered, right? But the thing is, it's not really that cluttered because everybody is operating at a really low level in, in regards to delivering their message. And if you, you don't have to be the best copywriter in the world, but you could just be a little bit better than the next person and see tremendous results just because you're using the basic principles of copywriting. Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely great stuff. And yeah, study the master, study what other people are doing out there. And there's, there's a lot of opportunity out there still. Let's talk a little bit about Absolutely. traffic. So a lot, a lot of changes in traffic. I know you're a copywriter, but you're an expert in traffic too. And a lot of changes, a lot of stuff going on with Facebook. And you still think Facebook's the best method for most people to get traffic out there today? Yeah, well, you know what? It's funny that you say that because I still am a huge fan of Facebook. Like you said, I'm not a Facebook guru. I run my own ads or I've partnered up with other people. Um, who run ads and stuff for me. But Facebook has done wonders for me. I mean, it really is. And another one that's starting to work well for me personally is Instagram shout-outs. So I'll just uh, pay certain people, and those people will shout me out and say, hey, follow you know, Carlos Redlick if you want to learn copywriting. And then I get a bunch of followers, and some people inquire about learning copy and, and so on and so forth. But Facebook has really – I mean, the, the big thing about Facebook is a lot of accounts are getting shut down just because of certain things that they say uh, or, or just things are getting flagged. And so that will happen. But, I mean, 
in my experience, even now, still, it's still one of the best bangs for your buck. I mean, you can target exactly who you want. And as long as you have a message that they were to compel them and make them want to take action on something, that's all that really counts, right? And so I love Facebook. I still think uh, it's one of the best places for pretty much any business. Now, that's not saying you only want to be on Facebook because, God forbid, Facebook goes down. You, you know, you don't want your business to be only relying on Facebook. So, um, so there's, there's stuff like building your email list. And I know some people are like, hey, email is dead. Well, the thing is, the reason I don't believe that is because even if your email list was quote-unquote dead and nobody was opening your emails, you can still upload that. And this is kind of getting to the traffic stuff. But you can upload that email list into Facebook, let's say, and then you can start targeting your ads to only people who are on that list. So now you're instead of getting a high click or a high open rate, you may just have uh, you may just have to use that same email list, but target them with Facebook ads. If that makes a little sense. Yeah, those are two great points there. I want to reiterate. I mean, uh, yeah, point one. I mean, I don't think email is dead either. I think if you write good emails, they're interesting. People open them. Of course, open rates have gone down, but you know, so the first internet marketers were, were all about getting people off Facebook. Wasn't before Facebook, but off you know rented space, not the own space. You call it your own space. So getting their emails in your own, you know, inbox is still super powerful. And, yeah, I think you've learned how to write good emails and get in touch with them. And then, you know, point two, yeah, uploading email list is really powerful. I mean, we do a simple campaign I give away. We just upload patients that haven't been in the office in six months, get, put their email addresses in Facebook and send them that, hey, we miss you. We haven't seen you in a while. Come back in and we bribe them with some sort of offer. So, yeah, you can still do all kinds of oh, powerful yeah. stuff like that when, when you have their emails that retargeting and all that stuff. That, that's all great content. I right. appreciate the good stuff. Uh, I wanted to shift gears a little bit. You're into a cool new thing our mutual friend Chris was talking about, and I follow you on Facebook checking out these uh, these mansion mastermind. It's like a new trend. You seem to be kind of on the uh, the cutting edge of this. Tell us a little bit about these mas mansion masterminds that you're up to. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, it's essentially well, one of the big things that we discovered as entrepreneurs and even internet marketers who are just starting out is it's almost like a it's kind of a lonely world, which is why people love podcasts like this. They love masterminds because you're surrounded by other people who are in the trenches and doing stuff. The thing that always kind of held me back when I was starting my business, even as a martial arts school owner, is you know eight out of the ten people around me were all telling me to get a job or or do this or do that, and I was like, man, I really can't be around that type of nonsense right now. I need to make my money. I need to be surrounded by winners in the trenches. So, so the mastermind is essentially our, or it's almost a selfish way to surround ourselves and everybody who attends with other people who are actively in the trenches. And when you attend the mastermind, we all show our particular skill set. So I'm going to be speaking about things like copywriting and things I'm actively testing, not just principles, but hey, here are some of our past results. Here are some real case studies. Here's stuff that's going on. And then we have some of our friends talking about traffic and chatbots and emails and different things. But the biggest benefit is that a lot of the times you form joint venture partnerships with people at these masterminds that just wouldn't have happened otherwise. So for me, I attend as many of these mansion masterminds, whether it's mine or clients or friends, simply so I can get around the right people. That's that's the biggest benefit in my opinion. Yeah, masterminds are great. And tell us, so you're going to do it in these like beautiful houses you guys are doing. So what made the uh, impetus to do that? Just a different setting, a cool place to do them, and, and what's, yeah, what's the deal yeah, behind exactly. the mansion? Well, you know, we uh, we used to rent these things that before we kind of made it official, we would just kind of rent out little hotel rooms, and it was just an underground type of thing. It would be like 10 or 20 of us that are all doing stuff, and 
you know, we just would hang out in different places. Or sometimes we would rent out a bar and hang out in the bar. You know what I mean? So instead of that – uh, my buddy Robert Nava, who who really inspired the whole thing, he uh, he was like, you know, why don't we just do them in like man? We can just rent a mansion for four or five days. Not we don't have to lie and say it's our mansion, but w- wouldn't it be cooler to to work in a freaking mansion than it would be in a dingy mm-hmm. hotel room? And we we're all like, yeah, well, definitely. Let's start. It's like four grand to rent a mansion, or ten grand. It's not that much, you know, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, so it's fun. Very cool. Very cool. So uh, next thing, tell us, you know, kind of where you see the future of copyright and adverse direct response marketing and continues to be the same kind of methods we're using now at Facebook and Instagram, or do you see a big shift, or what do you see coming in the future? Well, the principles, like we were talking about, the principles of copy will never change. If you learn how to write copy, whether it's for direct mail or, or Facebook ads or any of that stuff, but you understand the principles, it doesn't matter what comes next because there will definitely be something that comes next. Facebook won't be around forever. Instagram won't be around forever. But whatever the next medium is, you're still going to have to be able to tell your – kind of spread your message and tell a story in a compelling way that makes people want to take action. So as long as you understand the fundamentals of how to sell and how to persuade through copy – then it doesn't matter what comes next, right? At first, it was direct mail. Then it moved to email. Now we're doing the same stuff we did in direct mail and email on Facebook. So no difference as long as you understand the principles. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a, there's a lot of marketers that know how to do Facebook marketing where they don't really know direct response marketing, you know, the tricks to retarget and that kind of stuff. They don't really understand the principles behind all the direct response stuff like you do. And I think they might be in for a rude awakening as Facebook's starting to kind of diminish over time here when they don't know the principles. They just know the tricks to game Facebook, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, and it's funny. This is kind of a uh, kind of an aside, I guess. But one of the big reasons I, I decided to really go all chips in on copywriting was because, you know, just like you said, you can become a Facebook ad expert, but in the next five years when Facebook isn't, you know, the, the thing anymore, let's say maybe 10 years, whatever it might be, you're going to have to learn a whole new skill set, essentially. You're going to have to learn how to do stuff on Google or YouTube or, or whatever. And some of the principles, like anything, might be the same. But the tactical stuff is going to be so different, in my opinion, that it was always easier for me. In my opinion, I was like, man, you know, let's just learn how to do the persuading and the selling stuff. I can always partner up with a traffic person because once, you, once you're in the game long enough, people want to partner up with you because you have, as a copywriter because you're just the other half of the puzzle. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I do think there's some people that are really good at driving traffic, but yeah, when things change, they're in for a little awakening and they don't understand the copyright behind it. So, uh, but that's all interesting stuff here. So they can always learn more how to get traffic, but copywriting is a real powerful skill. I think that some of the highest paid people on the planet are copywriters, right, Carlos? Well, that's what I've been told. <laughs> You're waiting. You'll get there. Well, the thing You're is, all of right, my buddy. clients make more money than me, which is the beauty of it, because if they pay you six figures or seven figures, that just means they're making eight figures or nine figures. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to partner up and do things that way. All right, Carlos, great yep. share, great information. If people want to uh, get in touch with you, get some more information or hire you, et cetera, tell us some ways to get in touch with you. Uh, you know, the best way to do it would just be add me on Facebook and send me a private message, uh, Carlos Redlich, R-E-D-L-I-C-H. Uh, that's usually the fastest way. Yeah, absolutely. Carlos responds right away, and that's how we got connected over there through a mutual friend. And uh, he's an interesting guy to follow on Facebook regardless. He's doing these cool mansion masterminds. He's hanging out with cool people and, and just having a good old time <laughs> there. So I enjoy following you here as a married guy with young kids. You know, you're out there living the dream there, Carlos. But – uh, I so appreciate, appreciate you sharing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're just fun to follow regardless. 
But um, anyway, so thanks for coming in on the show today. I appreciate you sharing some real great information, real great knowledge. Check out Carlos. Follow him on Facebook, everybody. You can learn a lot of stuff. And his copywriting is supposedly top-notch. I haven't hired him yet, but I've heard from top people that he really knows his stuff. So I appreciate you being on, Carlos, and we'll talk soon, bud. Talk soon, man. Thank you. Thanks, Carlos. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.